Our gracious Father, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord, because the time has come for you to speak yet again to us. Lord, indeed, our hearts hunger and thirst after you and after your word. Thou bruised bread of life, feed us, Lord, feed our hearts with your words this morning, that we may not die. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Our topic this morning says, living with a pure heart. Not just living, but living with a pure heart. And as a promise that is attached to living with a pure heart from where we read in our gospel. And that promise simply says that blessed is the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Generations after generations have longed and desired to see God. Moses so desired to see God that he in fact requested for it. He said, Lord, show me thy face. David also desired to see God. And he says, who will ascend? Who shall abide? Job also desired to see God. And he declared that even though his flesh be eaten up by worms, he says, yet in his flesh he will see God. Paul also desired. Azubike also desires. You can put your name if you like. But the desire never ends. But scripture says that blessed are the poor in heart. The pure in heart. For they shall see God. And so Jesus gives us what I would like to refer to as the kingdom constitution. The way that men and women of the kingdom ought to comport themselves, ought to be identified. Praise the Lord. We call them the Beatitudes, but, you know, I, I, I believe that the word beatitude comes from two separate words. Be attitudes. In other words, these are to be the attitudes of people who have been saved, who are living the kingdom lifestyle. This constitution, fortunately, is not like the ones that we know, like the Nigerian constitution, that will say, steal and go to jail. No. On the other hand, it has prize for good deeds, not prize for bad deeds. It presents it, it says, blessed are the pure in heart, 
for they shall see God. He didn't say, he didn't start, he didn't start talking about kingdom lifestyle by saying that those who are impure in heart will see the devil. No, that's not how he began. That's not how he spoke about it. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit because they will be filled. Praise the Lord. And Jesus addresses the major requirement for living the kingdom lifestyle. I mean, forgive me, but as far as I'm concerned, every other thing regarding the kingdom lifestyle is attached to the state of the heart. And so Jesus says, you want to see God? Have a pure heart. And so God is interested in the heart of every man. I mean, he told Samuel, he said that God does not look as man looks. It is not what man looks after that, that God looks after. It is not the way he sings. It is not the sound of his voice. It is not how majestically he walks. God looks at the heart. When it is time to bless his children, God looks at the heart. When it is time to even save, the Lord also looks at the heart. The heart that desires to be saved. And scripture tells us in 2 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 9 that the eyes of the Lord moves to and fro. Looking for who he will show himself strong on his behalf. And who will that be? It says he whose heart is loyal. Can we just read that scripture? He says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart, some versions say, is perfect towards him. And so God knows that to change a man, to change a society, that you need to go to the heart. You need to go for the heart. And so it doesn't surprise me that Saul needed a change of heart. When Samuel met him and began to tell him, you will prophesy, you will do this, you will do that. In First Samuel chapter 10, from verse 6 to 9. After Samuel had told him that, Scripture said, and God gave Saul a new heart. And he began to prophesy. And he began to fulfill destiny. God is interested in the heart. And when it was time to change the society in Israel, in Ezekiel 36, scripture also says that God will give the Israelites a new heart. He will give Israel a new heart. 
there is need for us, people of God, to have a heart that is that does not pretend. A heart that detests evil. A heart that seeks after pleasing God. And a heart that follows and pursues holiness and righteousness. A pure heart. The heart of man is the totality of man. Everything about the man is the heart. It is the exam venue of the thoughts of men. You know, it is not just that the brain wants to, you, the brain tells you to do this. The heart will process it. Is it good? Is it bad? It houses the mind and the soul. I don't want to go into talking about heart, mind, soul. But it houses the mind, houses the soul. It is the seat of every man's conscience. And you know when we say it is the exam venue of every man's thoughts, the examiner, of course, is God's word. And it is the head office of the Holy Spirit. If you listened carefully at, I mean, if you followed carefully the, the hymn we sang, the gradual hymn, it's hinted it. You know, our bodies as Christians are the temples of the Holy Spirit. But there is a head office. And that's the heart. Many times when I listen to Dream FM, there's a program they usually do in the mornings, Political Voices. When I listen to that program, there's this man that usually calls in. I don't know what his name is. Each time he calls in, he will be saying, those of you who listen would have heard him, he will be saying, well, I am calling again to tell you people that the problem is that people have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the way he just talks. It is not all this thing that you people are talking about. You people should sell your studio and begin to preach Christ. And immediately he begins to say this. They want to cut, they cut him off. Who has heard that before? Yes, at, at least thank God I have witnesses in the house. But the next day he will come again and still say it again. The people who are anchoring the program, they feel it is not necessary. But the man has persisted. One day when I see him, I will shake his hands. Because not many of us have that kind of courage. Praise the Lord. But you know, don't ask me where the heart is, where the heart of man is. Because the truth is that I don't even know. Don't ask me for the location, because we are in an academic environment. It is not, I know it is not the heart that they say the apex is at the fifth, left fifth intercostal space. It's not that heart. Even though I have also realized that there are similarities. Because any time I 
do something wrong. This anatomical heart begins to beat. Boom, 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 boom. So there must be a connection. But I know that that heart is within me. The anatomical heart, you know, it supplies blood to other organs, to other tissues. It is very small. They say it is about the size of each and every person's fist. But it supplies blood to all of them. The liver, the kidneys, just name it. And when it is supplying blood, what is it supplying? Life. <laughs> but what did the scripture say? Long before now. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Shall we read it please? Proverbs 4.23. Okay, let me read. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. There's a similarity. And what are these issues of life? Mark chapter 7. Let's read Mark chapter 7. Jesus hit the nail on the head. Mark chapter 7, 21 to 23. Mark chapter 7, 21 to 23. For from within, out of men's hearts. For from within, out of men's hearts, yes. Come evil, evil thoughts. Proceeds evil thoughts. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and foolish. All these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. Praise the Lord. So when the hand goes to steal, it has been fed by the heart. It has been supplied by the heart. Praise the Lord. But the challenges of our society, of our time, of our day, of Nigeria, people have said, it is the APC. Others have said it is the PDP. Some others have even gone ahead to say it is Obama. But God gives us a simple diagnosis, a point diagnosis of what the problem truly is. Can we go to Genesis chapter 6? Genesis chapter 6. 5 and 6. Scripture says, And God saw the wickedness of man, that it was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart are only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Jeremiah 17, 9-10 Jeremiah 17, 9, to 10, 9 and 10. Scripture also says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So if you like... Give cattle colonies. If you like, 
make anti-grazing laws. If you like, do all sorts of things, but leave out the heart, the problem will persist. Thank God for the prophecy. Thank God for the prayer session. Christians should begin to target the heart of people, of evildoers. Target the heart. It is important. It is pertinent. You know, just like hypertension that is not treated or that is not well managed, it affects the eye and they say it is um, hypertensive retinopathy. It affects the kidneys. It affects this. It affects that. It affects that. That's also how it happens. Leave out the heart and begin to say, no, if we build roads for them or if we build schools for them. I mean, we, haven't they built Alamajiri schools before? Okay, the southeast is Give them another state. But leave out the heart. The problem will persist. But the heart of man has not always been like that. Because when God created man, he declared that all that he has made is good. But the devil came and began to introduce impurities. Impurities. Little by little. They come in diverse ways. And we are the ones who encourage these impurities because I tell you the truth. The things that we do sometimes, the kind of films that we watch... The kind of stations we tune to. They begin to little by little form impressions in our hearts. And the more impressions, the negative impressions they form in our hearts, the Holy Spirit will begin to give way. How are you feeding your heart? And with what are you feeding it? There are some places that Christians are not expected to go to. By the time you begin to go to such places, when the results begin to come out, you, you, you should not be surprised. Luke chapter 6, 43 to 45. Jesus said that, you know, it is out of the evil treasure of the heart, the evil treasure that you have stored up in the heart, that will proceed evil things. And it is out of the good treasure you have also stored in the heart, that will produce good deeds, good fruit. That you will be able to live the kingdom lifestyle and influence men and women around you. Praise the Lord. But God is ever ready to purify. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 3 he says, I will sit as a purifier. As a refiner of silver. And I will purify the sons of Levi. I will purify your hearts. Romans 12, 1-2 still talks about the fact that Jesus 
is able to purify. Let's read Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For if, man, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And indeed, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When the scripture says that all things are passed away, that we are new creatures. It is not talking about new creature as at, that you are now like you were when you were born. Mm-mm. He's saying that we now become as we were when God created Adam and Eve. That's the new creature scripture is referring to. We are not a refurbished, I mean, refurbished or painted, I mean, the person is new. And God says, their sins will I remember no more. In other words, so God even has the, God can forget sin. God can forget. And if you start telling him, that's why when you come to God sometimes and you're telling him, God, please, uh, that thing I did 10 years ago, you know, I've been begging you to forgive me. What are you talking about? I, I, I cannot remember. That's what the scripture says. Praise the Lord. But some of us are like the Pharisees. We want to appear wonderful and good on the outside. We want to impress so that um, the venerable will say, Oh, this one is doing well. Or Sister B will say, mm, Oh, is it bummed? But John the Baptist was asking the Pharisees, He said, Okay, if you say you are new creatures, that you have repented, where then is the fruit of your repentance? If your heart is pure, if your heart is changed, if you are converted, there ought to be fruit. There ought to be evidences. Praise the Lord. And the good thing is that people really cannot pretend for too long. That's one thing I found out. You know, I learned something from our chaplain. What I learned is that there was a time we were talking about who the speaker for young people will be. And they suggested one name. And he said, I always like somebody who is around. Who you have known. Because he is around. Not just calling one big name that lives in Medugri. Or that lives in Abuja. Because you have been hearing. We want to know it is somebody whose fruit has been evident. I have not forgotten that statement. Praise the Lord. But no matter how we hide our hearts, our attitudes, our characters, the true nature, even to human beings, one day you will be shocked, you will be exposed. How do I know? Sometimes, 
if you are if you are unfortunate or fortunate to have had a surgery and they use ketamine on you, there's one drug for those who do not know. They use that drug on you. By the time you are recovering from uh, uh, the unconsciousness, uh, you you begin to mutter a lot of things, and the things you are saying are not under your control. And you begin to uh, 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 love, you begin to say nonsense. When you go to Nakokogo, she will ask you, Onyebi Ijoma. You will be exposed. Even if you are not exposed in that nature. And man does not know. Scripture tells us that God knows. For he searches every man's heart. And he knows the intent of every man's heart. Otherwise, Ananias and Sapphira would have escaped. And remember Nathanael. That when he was coming forth, Jesus looked at him. And he said, look, behold, a true Israelite. With no, no guile. No pretense. Yet, when they told Nathanael that... Jesus was around. He desired to do what? To see him. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. So it is not just that you are self-righteous. There is still a need to meet with the Lord Jesus. And anybody who on his own is making effort, but he has not known Jesus. One thing I've realized is that God will not leave you. He will find a way to meet you. Was Cornelius not an example? He will, he will reach you so long as you are sincere. He will reach out to you. Praise the Lord. So if we like, let us just continue to pretend. There's this song that says, E pulizonaruya chineke. E pulizonaruya chineke. Wo bine uchi mehegi cheno digonye na hoge. E pulizonaruya chineke. You cannot. It is just not possible. If you've surrendered your life to Jesus. Beloved, I tell you. Scripture says that we are new creatures. And there's something that we read in First John where we took our epistle from. That we will yet see again. But if you've given your life to Christ, you must remember too that it is not enough to say, I have given my life to Christ. Remember the, the story of the man who went out and sowed good seed. And then scripture said, While men slept, the enemy came and did what? 
and so tars. So it's not enough. You must therefore guard your hearts with jealousy. That is what we are talking about. That it is not everything. I usually tell my friends, it is not I was speaking to one of I mean, our students the other day. I said, this trousers will jump up. Okay. But I tell you, brethren, my father once told me, and I hold on to that word so strongly. He said, Azubi kenwam, oburiheni ne mukeneme mucha koyeme. It is not all that you are able to do, that you have the freedom to do, that you should do. How does the scripture say it? That all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Kingdom lifestyle. There must be something that you are doing for which you will say, because of Jesus, I let this go. What have you let go? What have you let go? I mean, I'm not trying to sound like, um, you know, I mean, that I'm, I'm, I'm being too critical. But I tell you the truth. I was telling them yesterday, during the choir retreat, that something even as simple as hairstyle can tell you that this person is not a child of God. It's possible. So for every single thing that you do, you need to ask yourself, is this, you know, I, I, I found myself, usually these days now, anything I want to do, I just ask myself, is this kingdom lifestyle? Just ask myself, is this kingdom lifestyle? That way, you will be transparent and simple. And you will be sincere to yourself. About four days ago, I had a patient who came. And while we were talking, I didn't know that this patient was recording our conversation. He recorded everything that we talked about, that I discussed with him. It was when his mother came with him the next day. A 28-year-old patient. The mother now came the next day. When she realized that I was from Newi. She now began to talk to her. And she began to tell me that she is from Newi. That my son even recorded your discussion with him yesterday and has sent it to his brother in the US. You know, for those of us who may not know, he has also infringed on my rights. But I remembered what Reverend Dr. Honor said the other day. That kingdom lifestyle is also about letting some rights go. It's not about that you must hold on to. So my colleagues were saying, we must take this up. We must take this up. I said, what am I taking it up for? There is nothing that I have said I know for sure. That is, I mean, I'm not afraid of what I have said. Not that I couldn't have said, well, some things are not working well here. Let us go outside to treat you. I mean, it was a possibility. But with me, it was not a possibility because... We are trying 
to live the kingdom lifestyle. Why do you think, brethren, that politicians, or rather religious leaders, you, f- you find them sometimes, they rise up and they begin to criticize the government. They say the government is not doing well, and they are speaking the truth in actual fact. But before you know it, the government will call them and say, if you speak again, we will expose you. And you won't hear their voice again. Secret sins, impurities in the hearts of men. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 5.17 Scripture says, you know, I like this scripture very well. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You've not surrendered to Christ, but will you surrender today? That old things, irrespective of what they are, might become new. Today is another day. I like to end with just these two Bible verses, First Corinthians thirteen twelve. Because remember that the 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 heart of the matter, or if you like, the matter of the heart, is that we desire to see God. We desire to see God. But I have also realized that even seeing God does not necessarily mean when we die. That is seeing God in heaven. We can even begin to see God here on earth. When Moses asked God, show me your face. I want to see you. Scripture said that God allowed all his goodness to pass before Moses. He saw a shadow of it while he was alive. And that is what we ought to be seeing. Why we are waiting for the actual eyeball to eyeball contact. But who shall ascend? 1 Corinthians 13.12 Okay, let's read it from Message Bible. It says, we don't yet see clearly. We don't yet see things clearly. We are squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it as clearly as God sees us. Knowing him directly, just as he knows us. Or would you reject Jesus today? Would you refuse to see him today? Would you refuse to have a pure heart today? To accept him into your heart today? King Asa. Scripture said that even while he was sick, he refused to go to God. And the next verse says, and then he died. Why should we die? Let us pray. Na e
Setirim giyaka Ama yimunyozon Iwe zuga uwe Can you just open your mouth and begin to talk to God? Scripture says that everyone who has this hope of seeing the Lord purifies himself just as the Lord himself is pure. And he goes further and says, And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. This morning you desire to give the Lord your heart. Can we just see your hands and the church of God will pray with you. And for those of us who are already born again, who have given our lives to Christ, ask the Lord to renew you. To keep you away from impurities. From those sins that easily beset. To purify your very heart. Father, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord, because we know that it is your desire that we meet with you. It is your desire that all your goodness shall pass before us. It is your desire, Lord, that we be called out of darkness into your marvelous light. Thank you for the grace that you have given unto us. Help us, Lord, to begin to worship you and serve you. Help us to desire holiness. Help us to desire righteousness. Keep us steady, O God, that we may be like Jesus and influence the lives of men around us today. Every day of our lives, in Jesus' name we pray.